Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And we've got a topic today that a lot of people have a lot of questions about. And that should I do a Roth or traditional 401k? Now, this could also apply to Roth or traditional IRA. The question is essentially Roth money or traditional slash pre-tax money. So today, what we're going to learn about today, what we're going to cover is when does it make sense to use Roth funds, whether it's in a 401k or Roth IRA? And when does it make sense to do a traditional 401k or traditional IRA. We'll talk through pros and cons of each and ultimately give you a framework that will help you to make the decision of what works best for you and your own personal situation. So let's just use a quick example to get started of what's the difference between Roth 401ks and traditional 401ks. And by the way, I'm just going to use the term 401k for this, but the same exact thing applies to IRAs. So when I say Roth 401k, you could easily substitute that with Roth IRA. When I say traditional 401k, you could easily substitute that with traditional IRA. So just keep that in mind that these are interchangeable. But let's look at how this works. Let's assume that you make $100,000. And let's assume that you're in the 25% combined tax bracket, just a flat tax, just to use a nice, easy example. Well, what that means is you earn $100,000, you're in the 25% tax bracket, so you pay $25,000 in taxes and you have $75,000 left over of after-tax income. Well, one of the reasons that you would contribute to a a 401k, a traditional 401k, is because anything that you contribute to that account, it lowers your taxable income. So if you take $10,000 of your income and you defer it into your traditional 401k, what happens is now you're only taxed on $90,000. So the $10,000 that goes into your traditional 401k, it's not taxed. So when we apply a 25% tax bracket to $90,000, now, all of a sudden, the taxes that you pay are 22500 instead of 25000 like they were in the previous example. So that $10,000 contribution that you made to your 401k, number one, that's money that you can now save and invest for future years in retirement. And number two, it saved you $2,500 today in taxes. So that's the benefit of a traditional 401k. Now, what happens from there on out is that money grows tax-free or tax-deferred, I should say. And then when you retire, when you start pulling that money out, of your 401k, that's when you pay taxes. And you pay taxes at whatever tax bracket that you're in at that time. Could be higher, could be lower, whatever it is, the money that you pull out, not the whole account, but just the amount that you pull out is taxable income at that time. That's how a traditional 401k works. That's also how a traditional IRA works. Now, a traditional or a Roth 401k is different. In that same example, if you earn $100,000 and you contribute $10,000 to your Roth 401k, it doesn't save you anything in taxes today. So you're still paying taxes on the full $100,000. Therefore, your taxes are still $25,000 that you owe. The difference is now as that money grows, it does grow tax-free and also comes out tax-free when you're in retirement. So you miss out on the tax benefit today, but you get the tax benefit in retirement of not having to worry about paying taxes at that time. So we'll go through the benefits and the cases of when does it make sense to use either of these different types of plans. But in general, the decision is going to come down to will you be in a higher tax bracket today or will you be in a higher tax bracket in retirement? And that can be based on two different things, both your income, your income is going to determine what tax bracket you're in. And then number two, just new legislation. 
new legislation could be introduced in terms of where do tax brackets go in the future. So let's make the case for the Roth, and then let's make the case for the traditional, and then you can see what might make more sense. So number one, let's start with Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs. One of the nice things about those contributions is you never, ever have to worry about what tax brackets are going to do, at least with those dollars. So you contribute to a Roth 401k, and there's just a peace of mind of knowing, okay, this money is never going to be taxable again. I don't need to figure out how to navigate withdrawal strategies to make sure I'm staying in low tax brackets. I don't need to worry about what future tax increases could do, especially when I'm in retirement and don't have the ability of of earning extra income. I'm living off of my portfolio. So there's a certain level of peace of mind that comes with making Roth 401k contributions. I'm just You don't have to worry about what tax brackets are going to be again. That money has been taxed. It's now put away tax-free, and you can pull it out tax-free in retirement. As it stands right now, as I record this in 2020, current tax brackets are set to expire at the end of 2025. So we know that for certain tax brackets are going up at that point, but depending on who's elected, depending upon what Congress does, depending on future legislation, tax brackets absolutely could go higher. In in fact, we're in a period today of relatively low tax brackets compared to where they've been historically. Nobody likes paying taxes, but one thing that's important to do is understand where are we today in relation to where we've been and in relation to where we could potentially go. And if you look towards the future, a lot of people, myself included, think that taxes are probably going to be much higher in the future than they are today. So how do you plan for that? How do you prepare for that? Well, one way is to making Roth contributions. And so that's the case where a Roth 401k could make a lot of sense. Other benefits as well as that, especially in retirement, is in retirement, Social Security is potentially going to be taxable. Depending on the state that you're in, it may or may not be taxable. So I'm in California. California does not tax Social Security benefits. But at the federal level, up to 85% of your benefit could potentially be taxable. Doesn't mean it's taxed at 85% tax bracket. It's just meaning that up to 85% of the income that you earn would be included in your taxable income. Now, as little as 0% of your benefit could potentially be included in taxable income. What it comes down to is something called provisional income. Social Security is provisional income, and what it does is it's saying to determine how much of your Social Security benefit is taxed, you look at your provisional income. And if it's over a certain threshold, then either 0% or 50% or 85% of your Social Security benefit is included in your taxable income. The nice thing about Roth IRA is not only are Roth IRA distributions, or not only is Roth IRA income or Roth 401k income not taxable, it's also not included in your provisional income. This allows, I have a handful of clients and a few people that were working towards this, where they actually pay $0 in taxes in retirement and they live a very comfortable retirement. They saved a lot to their Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. We've done conversion strategies to gradually shift their money into Roth IRAs. And so they waited a long time to collect Social Security and they're living off Roth IRAs. And so they have a tax-free retirement. And it's not because their income is super low. It's just because they planned really well with that. So they have their Social Security and their provisional income is under the threshold because they are taking their excess income from their Roth accounts. So that's an extra benefit is Social Security is not included in your provisional, I'm sorry, Roth distributions are not included in your provisional income when factoring how much of Social Security will be taxed. Roth distributions are also not included in what are called your Medicare IRMA surcharges. So when you pay your Part B premium and your Part D premium, there's a baseline amount of how much that premium is. And then based upon your income, If your income continues to rise or if your income is over certain thresholds, the premiums that you pay for Medicare also go up. The nice thing about Roth distributions is the more that you have in Roth accounts, the more you're able to pull out of those, 
those distributions are not factored into your IRMA surcharges or your IRMA calculations. IRMA is just an abbreviation, it's I-R-M-A-A, but all, all it is for simplicity is it's understanding, are you paying extra for your Medicare premiums? And if your income is over certain thresholds, you will be. But any income that you take from Roth IRA or Roth 401k, it's not included in your taxable income, therefore it doesn't impact any potential Medicare surcharges. So that's a nice benefit. And then another benefit on top of that is outside of taxes, just Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, they're not subject to required minimum distributions. So when you turn 72, any money that you have in a pre-tax account, whether that's a pre-tax 401k, 403b, IRA, whatever it is, you're going to be required to start taking distributions from that account. So all that money was pre-tax when you contributed it. And the IRS knows that they only make their money if you take money out of those accounts. So they say that by age 72, you're going to be required to start taking distributions from those accounts. Those distributions typically start at about 3.8%, 3.7, 3.8, somewhere around there of your account balance at age 72. So it's a calculation based on your prior year's year-end account balance times that rate, which is based on life expectancies. And then that required rate of distribution, it goes up each year. So not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, great. I'm making more income, but it could be a bad thing because all the income that you take out of pre-tax accounts, it's fully taxable. So if you have a pension and social security and other investments and other income sources, and then on top of that, you're required to take out what could be fairly significant required distributions based upon your balance in those accounts, that could push you into higher and higher tax brackets, which is a problem if you don't even need that income to start with, but the required distributions force you to take it out. So Roth IRAs and 401ks are great because there are no required minimum distributions. The IRS has already taxed those dollars, so they don't really care if you take money out of those accounts because it's not going to cost you anything in taxes anyways. So this just provides you more flexibility and planning of you're not going to be required to take out income that you don't want. And then how this applies for even future generations is if you pass and you pass a Roth 401k or IRA to a child or grandchild, as they take money out of it, it's also not taxable. Now, they will be subject to required minimum distributions on those accounts. So they're going to be forced to take money out. But if it's from a Roth 401k or IRA, they won't have to pay taxes on that. So it could benefit you and also benefits future generations, especially if you say, leave it to a child who's in their peak earning years. Say you pass after a long, healthy retirement and your child who's in their peak earning years inherits it. Well, they might be making a healthy income at work and now all of a sudden they're inheriting your IRA, which they're forced to take money out of, which just puts them into higher tax brackets. So case for Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks is it's not subject to that. So that's Roth 401ks. Now let's make the case for traditional 401ks and when might this make sense? And to do so, let's start with an example. This happened a couple of times recently. If I was meeting with prospective clients, they both came to me and I'm going to use one of them and the details are different, but the concept is the same. Couple was earning, they were both working and they were earning a really good income today. So they were in a pretty high tax bracket today, but they're about to retire. And when they were going to retire, they were going to move to Texas. So why does this matter? Well, it matters because they came to me and they heard that Roth 401ks are great. And so they are saving to them. And, and Roth 401ks are great, by the way. I, I love Roth accounts. I love the fact that you can contribute that money, know that you're never going to pay taxes again, but it's going to come down to a case-by-case situation of what makes more sense for you. So this couple, they were maxing out their Roth 401ks, which again, I love, but in retirement, which was going to be about a, a couple years from today, they were going to sell their home here. Their kids were going to be out of the home and they were going to move to Texas. So they came in and we did some work together and I ran a tax analysis for them. And here's what I found. I found that today they're in the 32% tax bracket. 
between federal taxes and California state taxes. In a couple of years, though, they'd only be in the 12% tax bracket. That 12% tax bracket is the federal tax bracket that they were in or would be in. And then in Texas, there wouldn't be any state income taxes. So what I found was that if they're contributing to combine $40,000 per year, say to their Roth 401ks, I looked at what would happen instead if they took a different approach and said, what if they contribute that $40,000 to their traditional 401ks instead of Roth 401ks? Well, what would that do? That would save them $12,800 in taxes. So $40,000 goes into your traditional 401k. That amount is not taxable. Multiply 40,000 by their combined tax rate of 32%. And that's a $12,800 per year savings. But I, we didn't just stop there. We looked at a couple of years from now. I said, okay, let's assume that a couple of years from now, you take that 40,000 that you contributed, it's in your 401k. And what if you convert it to a Roth IRA after that? So you can do a conversion at any time. You convert your pre-tax accounts to Roth accounts. And the way that works is you just pay taxes on whatever the conversion amount is because it's going from a pre-tax account to an after-tax account. So we said, okay, what if you convert that $40,000 in your first year of retirement, but you only pay 12% taxes to do so because that's a tax bracket that they would be in? Well, to do that, that would cost them $4,800 in taxes. So in laying this out to them, what I said is, look, let's take advantage of the pre-tax 401k today save money when you're in a much higher tax bracket, and then look to convert those dollars as soon as you retire and are in a lower tax bracket, because in this example, that would save them $8,000. Where does that come from? Well, they saved $12,800 per year by contributing to a pre-tax 401k today. They then convert that $40,000, so ultimately gets to the Roth account in retirement, and that only costs them $4,800 per year in taxes. So they saved $12,800, cost them 4,800, the difference there is 8,000. So that's where it makes sense to say, okay, let's do the 401k, the traditional 401k today, but then look to do a conversion strategy as soon as you retire to start converting amounts from your pre-tax traditional 401k into your Roth IRA after that point. So this is an example. What it illustrates is that if your income today is definitely higher than it's going to be in retirement, that's where you can make a really strong and compelling case to do a traditional 401k. You might want to supplement that by having a tax strategy that as soon as you retire, as soon as you get into a lower tax bracket, maybe you start shifting money from pre-tax accounts to Roth accounts, if it makes sense. Again, everyone's situation is going to be unique, but in this case, for the example I just gave, it certainly did. But if you know your income today is certainly higher than in retirement, then consider a pre-tax or a traditional 401k. What could lead to higher income taxes today? Well, number one, it's going to depend upon your income. You know, that's the most obvious. The higher your income, the higher taxes that you're in. But it's also going to depend upon where you're going to be in retirement. I'm in California. California is a pretty high income tax state, one of the highest. If you're moving out of California when you retire, well, you're going to be in a much lower tax bracket state, pretty much anywhere you move in retirement. So could you take advantage of traditional 401ks or IRAs today, but then look to tack on a conversion strategy down the road so that you still get your Roth dollars, which means you're protected against wherever taxes go in the future. But it's almost like tax arbitrage. Are you shuffling money or sliding money into pre-tax accounts today, and then converting it at lower tax brackets in the future. But then the final unknown, and the thing that we really don't fully know is where are taxes going to be in the future? We know where they are today. We know what's scheduled to happen when the current tax law expires in about five years. But what we don't know is what could potentially happen in the meantime. So again, just to summarize everything, the case for the Roth versus the case for traditional 401k contributions, it's going to come down to when are you going to be in a higher tax bracket today or in retirement, ideally given the tax break and the years that you're in the highest tax bracket. 
On top of that, though, with a Roth, it's not just the tax benefits or the potential tax benefits. There's also other benefits as well in terms of Roth income not being included in Social Security provisional income, not being included in Medicare IRMA surcharges and the way that those are calculated, and then not subject to required minimum distributions. So hope this was helpful. Hope it gave some perspective on both sides of when might you consider both types of accounts. And that is all I got for today. Thanks as always for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.